You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to my basement here on the south side of Chicago. My name is Chris Lanuti, and you are listening to Socks in the Basement, bringing you simulated baseball ever since opening day, each and every day, playing out the 2020 season for you. We're for fans, by fans, and brought to you by Cork and Carry at the Park at 33rd and Princeton. Help them get through this time, support a great business, and eat some great food. Go through Grubhub or direct to CorkandCarryAtThePark.com to see their extensive menu ballpark items, wings, wraps, salads, award-winning burgers, get some dogs, get some maps, have a good time, sit back, crack open a cold one, and listen to yet another White Sox simulated game as part of a simulated season. The White Sox are 18-12 and and five games through a six-game road trip, trying to go for the 3-3 and split on the road by splitting two games with a win today against the Colorado Rockies. Then it's a day off and three games Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with Baltimore, and three games midweek, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday with Tampa Bay, both those series in Chicago. And a special programming note for you. Normally, Socks in the Basement comes out with a show every Wednesday morning. This week, we're going to do things a little bit differently. Instead, this entire weekend, my buddy Dave, who sits with me normally, will be joining me for the entire weekend for broadcast of Socks and Orioles at Guaranteed Rate Field. And we want to hear from you. So you can call anytime, 24-7, to our call-in line and leave us a message. How's the season going? Do you have a question that you want to ask us? Do you have a comment? 708-459-8406. 708-459-8406. And you could be joining me and Dave this weekend during the broadcast. Let's move out now to Colorado. Sox, Rockies wrapping up a road trip, and heading back home, hopefully, with a win at the back end of it. You're listening to Socks in the Basement, found everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Welcome to Coors Field in Denver, Colorado, as MLB The Show is used to simulate yet another game in a 2020 White Sox simulated season from Socks in the Basement. And the 18-12 and 12 White Sox would like to split this road trip Three and three with a win today. And they will take on Kyle Freeland. Five starts, three and two with a 1.93 ERA. The lefty has 32 and two thirds innings pitch with 26 hits and eight walks for a 1.04 whip and 27 strikeouts. So Kyle is a formidable opponent as the White Sox will come out and lead off with Tim Anderson as they have for most of the season, hitting 336 with four home runs, 20 RBIs, nine stolen bases. And the lefty Freeland delivers one outside that is put straight out in the right field out of the reach of a diving second baseman. And Anderson with one pitch is on first base. Strikes a pose before the game started. Cameras show the dugout with White Sox players dancing around. They look loose today. And they're looking forward to a day off and a trip back home and a weekend series against the Baltimore Orioles. First pitch. Rounded a third over the first. I didn't even get a chance to introduce Adam Engel. Two pitches, both balls put into play. So as quickly as Anderson was on, 
Adam Engel, who's playing right field today, because we have a lefty on the mound, will ground out down the third baseline and a double play. 5-4-3. So there's two outs here in the top of the first inning. And Freeland's like, can I just throw one more pitch and get out of here with three pitches in one inning? Jose Abreu's hitting 282 and stands in, and maybe somebody will work a count. The first offering from Freeland, and he hits this one to third. Three pitches, and that's all Freeland needs to get out of it as it's grounded to Arnado at third base and over to first. Wow, that was quick and not good. Not a good way to start off here midway through the first. No score in Colorado. Lucas Giolito sitting around going, how am I already out on the mound? Six starts so far, two and three. 4.81 4.81 ERA over 33 and two-thirds innings. He's given up 30 hits and 18 walks for a 1.43 whip. 28 strikeouts. The walks are what is killing him. And he's been hit with the long ball a little bit more than he did early on last season. Ramiel Tapia comes up the lead off. He led off last night as well. He's hitting 241. The lefty hitter against the righty pitcher in Giolito. And the first pitch on the way just misses the outside corner for Seamer. 1-0 the count. Sox are 18-12, still in second place in the AL Central. And atop where the wild card standings would be, although it is April, so that doesn't really matter very much. But just to give you an idea is how they're doing in comparison to the rest of baseball. So far, one of the higher-end teams swung on and missed an outside fastball 1-1 the count. We don't even know if the umpire behind home plate what his strike zone looks like because the White Sox didn't let a ball get by them in the first inning. Anderson hits the first pitch for a single. Angle hits the next pitch for a double play. And Abreu hits it to the same spot for a ground out. This one's ground to second base. Big play by Mendick, but it goes off his glove. He, he dove and was trying to spin to throw it over to first. Out in the right field grass, and he lost the handle on it. So he sells out for the ball and gets there, but didn't have it secure enough so that when he turned for the transfer, he spun around and just dropped right in the grass. Daniel Murphy swings at one out of the zone, 0-1 the count. He was a pinch hitter last night, drove in a run. Hitting 247, the lefty takes a pitch there. Snap throw down to first. Pappy is back in time, 1-1. Day baseball here in Colorado as it's a getaway day for both teams. Mike Fillmore behind the plate. He'll be the umpire today. And a swing and a miss by Murphy makes the count one and two. Giolito working quickly. Gets in the ground on a chop to Abreu. Only chance is to flip it over to Giolito. Covering first. Abreu had to come in towards the plate. Giolito ran behind him. Covered first base. So a ball that dies in the grass prevents any double play attempt. Runner advances to second base. There's one out, Nolan Arenado. Hitting 321 with seven home runs and 16 RBIs stands in. He's got a fast runner on second and one out here in the bottom of the first. Swung on and missed a slider tailing away from Giolito. Arenado won the gold glove at third last season. He's a candidate every year for that award. Low inside 12-6 curveball swung on and missed. Neither pitch was in the zone. Arenado reaching. And now the 0-2 pitch on the way from Lucas Giolito. Looking to get off to a good start after a struggle last time out. Pops that one back. Count remains 0-2. Giolito's last start was the first game against the Angels in Anaheim. 
He was rock solid for the first three and got blown up in the fourth. Then Jimmy Cordero came in, threw gasoline on a fire. White Sox ended up losing 12-4. They were leading through the first three innings of that game and looked like they were in control behind a strong start for Giolito. And then the wheels came off. Arenado swings and misses. He sat down. There's two outs. Here in the bottom of the first, Charlie Blackman comes off the lefty. Hitting 383, takes a ball below the knees. He's got six home runs, 18 RBIs, and an OPS of 1,100. Wearing big, giant, dark sunglasses and a huge mountain man beard. Looks like the Unabomber without the hood. 12-6 curve, misses below the knees. 2-0 the count. Three doubles and five RBIs over his last three games. Blackman's been hitting. Puts this one out in the left field. Jimenez going to get underneath it. He'll make the catch. So although the leadoff runner gets on, the next three go down. And after one, each team has a hit and no runs. Yohan Mancada is hitting fourth, playing third base, hitting 343, slugging 553, and the pitch on the way. Hits the outside corner of four-seamer about waist high. The Rockies currently sitting in fourth place in the National League West with a losing record. Mancada, 0-1 right now in the top of the second inning. And Freeland finally was able to throw a pitch that hit his catcher's glove. This one does as well, but Mancada swings through it. 0-2 quickly on a high inside fastball. So far, Freeland taking his time out there. In between every pitch, he steps off the mound, he takes a walk, he gets back up there. It is time consuming. This one's rifled out in the shallow left field, coming in, and the play will be made on a running catch. And there's one gone. So Mancata flies out the left. And Yasmani Grandal comes up. He's batting fifth in the order today, with Jimenez behind him batting sixth. Grandal is pretty solid overall in his career against righties, although he's been hitting a lot better from the other side of the plate against righties. He's batting right-handed with a lefty up there. That's generally where he's best, but it's been the opposite so far this season as he hits 261 and stands in there 1-1 one one after a slider misses inside. Freeland picks up the pace, the pitch. Low and inside below the knees, 2-1 the count. One out, top of the second. Sox lost last night in a game where they always seem to be a little bit out of reach. Took the lead 1-0. When the Rockies took the lead, they just kept getting an insurance run. Every time the White Sox pulled within one, they would get that run right back. The next offering swung on and missed on a changeup, diving across the plate from the outside corner to inside at the knees, 2-2. Two and two. Grandal patiently awaits the pitch on the way. Swung on and missed a four-seamer that tailed in on him above the bat and above the hands. First strikeout for Freeland. So far, he's faced the minimum through five because of a double play in the first inning, and he's going to get Aloy Jimenez batting sixth today with two outs in the top of the second. Jimenez hitting 258. It's cooled off a little bit during this road trip. He's not in a slump, but he is not really burning it away at the plate like he was maybe a week or so ago. He's got 25 RBIs. He leads the team. He's got 10 home runs. Pitch misses outside. The count is quickly 2-0. The next offering... Hits the outside corner, a slider. Jimenez didn't like the call. 2-1 the count. Sox had a day off on Monday. 
They get a day off again tomorrow. Then they play three at home against the Orioles and get another day off. So whereas days off were few and far between, now they're everywhere. Inside pitch taken for a strike, two and two. The rumor seems to be that after their next road trip, Michael Kopech could be up mid-month as Jimenez swings and misses at an outside fastball. He goes down, two strikeouts in the inning for Freeland. We go to the bottom of the second and no score. Coors Field on a Wednesday afternoon. The White Sox trying to split a two-game set against the Rockies. They will see them at the rate later on this month. Actually, later on in May. As we're finishing off April baseball, we will get them towards the back end of May. They're about a month away. David Dahl comes up. The lefty induces a shift. Mancata's playing short. As that fastball misses, he's quickly 2-0. Anderson's behind second. Danny Mendick, the second baseman, is back in the right field grass. Abreu at first playing his normal position. Low and inside circle change, 3-0. Grandal's behind the plate. Jimenez is in left. Luis Roberts in center. And Adam Engels in right. And Lucas Giolito with a 3-0 count delivers. Get me over fastball taken, 3-1. Dow's hitting 237. Giolito needs to be aggressive. Just misses on a four-seamer there. He wanted it. She's going to walk Dow on a close pitch outside. Leadoff man is on for the second straight inning. That was the problem last night as well. Reynaldo Lopez put the leadoff man on in the four of the first five innings he pitched. And then he was done. Trevor Story comes up, hitting 347, four homers, 15 RBI. On a seven-game hit streak, and he did well last night. He had a home run. He was the player of the game for the Rockies. And he's got a runner on first base, and normally I'd be rooting for him. He's in my Dynasty Baseball League as my Dynasty shortstop. But now I want him to have a terrible game. Outside fastball misses, 1-0 the count. Dahl with a moderate lead. Next pitch high and outside, misses, 2-0. At this point, six of the last seven pitches that Giolito has thrown have been outside of the strike zone. Gets one in the strike zone, a slider above the knees, down the middle, 2-1 the count. As we said, Lucas struggled after only a few innings his last time out. Now a four-seamer low and outside, 3-1. He struggled for most of the start of the season. Two starts ago, he was masterful. Went deep into the game, into the eighth inning. Had a shutout. Sacks came in, nailed it down for him. And he stumbled last time out. And he's walked the first two now here in the bottom of the second inning with no outs. He is struggling. An all-star last year, a guy in consideration for the Cy Young. And this is not the start to the 2020 season that he wanted. Garrett Hampson's up, hitting 185. He's got one long ball, five RBI. Four stolen bases, second on the Rockies. They are a running team. They stole two bases last night against us, which has not really been a problem for the Sox early on. White Sox pitchers and catchers have been keeping teams from running, but the Rockies took advantage last night, and it helped them along. That pitch hits the strike zone on the outside corner. Owen won the count to Hampson. No outs, runners on first and second. There's more speed on first than there is at second base. 
So luckily, Dow clogs things up just a little bit. But it's not like he's Encarnacion out there. He can still run relatively well. 0-2 pitch. Swung on and missed. He got him on three pitches. Slider diving away. Takes down Hampson. Second strikeout of the game for Giolito. And he's getting into that sweet spot in this lineup where he needs to dominate. The seven hitters hitting under 200. The eight hitter, Nunez, hitting under 200 at 187, although he had a double last night. And then he gets the pitcher. Outside corner, four-seam fastball, 0-1 the count. Lucas Giolito needs to take full advantage of the bottom of this Rockies order. Just like the Rockies are going to take advantage of Danny Mendick, Luis Robert, and Lucas Giolito coming up next half inning. Low four-seamer misses one and one the count. And you take that DH out, and it really changes your lineup. Low pitch in the dirt. Runners are not going to go. Count is two and one. Ball kind of rolled away a little bit from Grandal, but he gets it back to Giolito. 31 pitches so far for the White Sox starter. As this one's lifted deep back into right field, and that is gone. Nunez. A catcher hitting 187. It's a three-run home run, 373 feet. Out of here to right field. Last night at a double off the top of the wall. Everybody else in baseball hasn't figured out, but he loves hitting against the White Sox. And he has killed us now on two straight days. Last night as the White Sox were climbing back into the game, he had a big hit that drove in a run. Now he gets a three-run home run with one out in the bottom of the second. And Giolito, I don't know, I don't know what the answer is right now. I'm going to tell you it's very frustrating. It's one of those things where as we're simming games, I'm like, well, what's wrong with this? He's a better pitcher than this. It's really aggravating. But Lucas Giolito has been struggling. And he's 1-1 one one now to Freeland, the pitcher, with only one out in the bottom of the second. And that's his 35th pitch that's fouled back, 1-2 the count. The next offering, inside misses, 2-2. Two and two. You know, we're in Colorado just like they are. There's thin air for both of us. Stocks are going to have to hit the ball. The 3-2 pitch now to Freeland. Man, he almost walked him. He's lucky to get the call. Hits the outside corner. Just enough for his third strikeout. He almost walks the pitcher. He got too pretty trying to paint the corner and almost blew it. Tapia comes up for a second at bat with two outs here in the bottom of the second. Giolito tries to end this inning. First pitch sent out in the left field, curving towards the pole. It will get down fair near the 347 marker. Tapia's in the second with a double. Now he's going to try for third after the cutoff man is missed by Jimenez, and he's in there. Aloy Jimenez throws over Anderson's head. It was like Tapia saw it coming out of his hands and realized he had not made a good throw. He takes off. By the time it gets over Anderson's head and is cut off by Mancata, and Giolito's running over to cover, it's too late. So Jimenez with a bad throw lets him go from second to third. They're going to score at a triple because it's the home team. Daniel Murphy comes up with two outs here in the bottom of the second, and the Rockies trying to do more damage. Don Cooper's out there right now talking to his pitcher. He has 39 total pitches so far with only two outs here. In the bottom of the second, and three runs already in. 21 strikes and 18 balls. 
But remember, this inning started off with him walking the first two batters before he gives up a home run to a guy hitting under 200. Lucas Giolito needs to get it together right now. It's a long ball game, but his early season struggles are continuing. Let's see if he can salvage this game. Give his team a chance to get back into it. Lots of innings, lots of time. Daniel Murphy's in there, 0 for 1. The pitch on the way. 12 to 6 curveball gets across. 0 and 1 the count. The next offering pops straight up in the air. Grandal moves down the third base line and makes the catch. Almost collides with Tapia coming in. They avoid each other. But after two, on a three-run home run by one of the more unlikely hitters for the Rockies, the White Sox trail. Three to nothing here in the top of the third inning. Danny Mendick will lead off. Luis Roberts on deck, and Lucas Giolito would be after him in the ninth spot as the pitcher. Kyle Freeland's cruising. 16 pitches through the first two innings. A three-pitch first inning really helped. This one misses high and inside, 1-0 the Mendick. The 228 hitting second baseman takes the next one high, 2-0. Nick Madrigal has yet to take that job from him at second base. As this is chopped down the third base line. People forget that Mendick's a rookie too. He starts the year with the team. Madrigal comes up. Mendick's out playing him right now. That one gets in the strike zone 2-2 two and two on the outside corner, a fastball. So the count is even. No outs, top of the third. Sox trailing by three early. The lefty Freeland gets in the swing and miss at a four-seamer up and in. Third strikeout of the game. Third strikeout in his last three batters that he's faced. And Freeland's getting into a groove. Luis Robert comes to the plate. The right, he's only hitting 176. As Freeland delivers. Low changeup below the knees. Freeland has a very interesting delivery. He brings the front leg through the entire line, let's say. Big kick, brings the foot down like he's going to drop it in front, and then pauses for a second before he goes forward. Now, his foot doesn't touch the dirt, because otherwise that would be a balk. As this one's grounded, the short and off the glove of Story. They're going to rule it in error. Robert's going to be on. Story tried to backhand it and never had the ball when he came back up. Robert's on first base. And Giolito comes up with one out here in the top of the third. And they're going to throw over to Robert at first base and keep him there. Now they're going to throw over to first again to see if they can get Luis Robert. Trying to hold him on. The pitch on the way. Strike down the middle on a four-seam fastball. 0-1 the count. Robert takes off to second. That's going to be a strike. Luis Roberts safe under the tag. So he steals second base. 0-2, though, the count to Giolito. One out. Top of the third. Two strikes on Giolito, but he's still going to square to bunt now. And he's going to put this one down the third base line. He puts it down the wrong side of the field. you got to put that down first. To get Robert over to third, he does not. Does he put too much on it? He kept it fair, but does not do the job. So there's a two outs now here in the top of the third inning. Roberts on second in scoring position, and Tim Anderson takes a strike high. 0-1 the count. Swung at the first pitch, got a single, and then was doubled off the very next pitch. 
Puts this one over to third base. Arenado's going to make a nice stab and get him by about two steps over at first base. Robert gets on. Sox threatened, but nobody scores. Midway through to third, three to nothing Rockies. A little bit of a programming note for you coming up this weekend. My buddy Dave, he does the show with me. We haven't heard a lot from him. Instead of doing a Wednesday Socks in the Basement episode along with this live broadcast, instead what we're going to do is put together a little treat for you this weekend for Socks Orioles. Dave's going to be appearing all weekend long. So that should be a lot of fun. We're going to talk about the season so far, things that we'd like to change, and we'll take your calls if you want to be on this weekend. As this pitch is called a strike high, one and one the count, Giolito to Arenado. The first batter here in the bottom of the third inning. And the next one is fouled off a circle change. Give us a call anytime, 24-7-708-459-8406 and leave a message. And you could make this weekend's games. This one's charged deep out in the right center field and nobody's going to get to it. A bomb goes over. And Arenado's out of here at 429 feet. 101.3 miles per hour. And I'm going to tell you something right now. Lucas Giolito doesn't have it. He just doesn't have it. White Sox have a bunch of off days coming up. You have to wonder whether or not he needs to clear his head or something. Something's not right out there on the mound with Giolito. A difficult start to the season. And now yet another bad start here on the road. He's in that ace spot, but he does not pitch like he's the ace, at least at this point. It has been frustrating for last year's all-star and Cy Young candidate, Lucas Giolito. Now throws a four-seamer outside to Charlie Blackman for the second ball already in this at-bat. He's 2-0. No outs here in the bottom of the third. The Rockies now lead 4-0. They've had two home runs, a three-run home run in the second, and now a solo shot by Arenado. Sacks are getting beat up. Four-seamer foul back, 2-2 two two the count. Road trips are difficult. This wasn't a long one. You kind of wanted to see them pull this one out and just kind of split the road trip. I'm not saying they can't. This offense has been pretty good as the count goes full. Somebody's got to start doing something up there. The pitch on the way. High four-seam fastball. He walks him. Giolito continues to struggle. Carson Fulmer's up in the bullpen right now. Ricky Renteria has no intention of letting this game get out of hand. He wants to try to get a win here. Ground ball to Mancata over to second base. He pulls Mendick off the bag, trying to start off the double play. That'll go down as an E5. He gets a line drive that hits right before it gets to his glove. Gets pulled into foul territory and spins and throws quickly. Trying to start the double play, he doesn't get him. We saw Arenado try something like that last night. And everybody was safe as well. Both third basemen trying to be magicians. Sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. As a four-seamer is fouled off, 0-2 the count now to Trevor Story. Hitting 347 with two on right now. It takes a low circle change, 1-2 the count. Three innings in a row, all three innings so far for Giolito. Lead-off runner on. And last inning and this inning, the first two get on. And walks have been involved. We said before the game, the whip is kind of high for him. He's putting on too many guys per inning. And walks have been the big thing that's hurting him. And the long ball. 
And what has he done? He's walked several so far early on in this game and given up two home runs. This one's flying out to right field. Angle's going to get it in, but the runner will advance 90 feet. Blackman from second to third, so first and third with one out. Garrett Hampson's going to come up 0 for 1. Struck out on three pitches first time you saw Giolito. He's 2 for 5 on the series. So he had a pretty good game last night. He actually batted in the 2 spot for them. He's down in the 7 spot today. First offering from Giolito. Sent out in the left field. A base hit. Runner's going to score. Hampson gets a single. Runner's on 1st and 2nd now with 1 out in the bottom of the 3rd. The Rockies scored 3 in the 2nd and 2 so far in the 3rd. Off of Lucas Giolito. And now here's Don Nunez. He takes a fastball down the middle. 0-1. He took a fastball out. Last inning. Three-run home run to right field. The lefty put it out. That started the scoring for the Rockies. Pitch misses outside. 1-1 the count. The next offering from Giolito. Sent over to Mancati. He's going to tag the runner and go over to first for a double play. So nifty defense gets Giolito out of the inning. Sox need some runs, trailing by five after three. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria, making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the Sox side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations to support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at FamilyBasementWaterproofing.com. Folks, Family Waterproofing Solutions has Socks in the Basement deals. They've got incredible financing as well. Remember, veterans and first responders get a portion of the profits. Get an estimate over the phone, over video feed with them, and get something done. You know, I'm looking for projects around the house. If you need any issues taken care of in your basement, those are our guys. Go check them out. Adam Ingles stands in, takes the first two pitches low, and he's 2-0 quickly against Freeland who sits now at this moment at 30 pitches here in the top of the fourth inning. Inside fastball catches the corner, two and one. It'll be Angle, Abreu, Mancada. Hopefully more this inning. Two one pitch swung on and missed on a four seamer in on the hands, two and two. Angle grounded into a double play on the first pitch he saw in the first inning. He's two and two now. Chops this one back foul. He's been in a platoon role with Nomar Mazzara. Now, Mazzara hit one out last night. It was the only hit he had. But against lefties, it's been Engel. He's been hitting well. Up near 400. And he's full right now against the lefty Freeland. Full count. No outs. Tap of the fourth. The end of a six-game road trip that took place over seven days. White Sox with a day off tomorrow, and Engel is going to need to use that day off to wonder why he swung at a pitch so high. The fourth strikeout for Freeland, 
as it was eye level as he swings underneath it. It would have been ball four and put him on to lead off the inning. White Sox hitters not doing themselves any favors right now against the Rockies. It was such an intense series with the Angels. Then they get a day off. You have to wonder what kind of an effect it had on a team that was rolling. And they have been on fire. Against the Texas Rangers, they won three out of four. Then they sweep the Kansas City Royals. They go on the road, have a couple of tough games against the Angels, but rally back to split that series against the best team in baseball to date. Now they get a team well under 500, get beat last night, and they're trailing five to nothing in the second game against them. Ground ball to second, over to first. Abreu out on the 4-3 putout. Two outs in the top of the fourth inning. So something's happened here in Colorado. Maybe one too many trips to the Coors Brewery. I've been there before. It's a lot of fun. They give you three big, giant free beers every time you go through the tour. And you can go through the tour as many times as you want to. I'm not saying it's the greatest beer in the world, but free beer is pretty good. Mankata takes one outside for a strike, and now Freeland works inside on a curveball and misses. One and one the count with two outs in the top of the fourth inning. The next offering. Sent to short, easy ground out. Story bobbles it. Now over to first is going to barely get Mankata. He's bobbled two of them. He almost put a second runner on. Five to nothing. The Rockies lead going to the bottom of the fourth here in Colorado. Lucas Giolito will go up against Kyle Freeland here, who's 0 for 1 with a strikeout, and he'll throw a slider across the plate. 0 and 1 the count. So Giolito's getting the fourth, comes in with 61 pitches under his belt already through three innings, and he's given up five runs. Fulmer and Jace Fry, likely both ready out in the bullpen right now. Ricky Renteria, I don't think, has any intention of letting this game get further out of hand, especially when you have a day off tomorrow. You've got plenty of pitchers, and you get to substitute the pitcher in the batting order. You need some hits. You're going to be doing it, I think, the rest of the game. The 1-2 pitch, swung on and missed. He struck out Freeland. So he sits down his counterpart twice. His fourth strikeout, but two of them against the pitcher. And now Tappy is going to come up. And he has not been an easy out today. Two for two. With one out in the bottom of the fourth, the first pitch to the left-handed batter is a high four-seamer, 1-0 the count. He's got a triple. He's got a single. The triple is a little cheap. If Jimenez makes the right throw and anticipates Tapia is going to try to challenge his arm, Tapia is out at third. But instead, he goes to the cutoff man in Anderson and puts it over his head. Grounder to Abreu down the first baseline. He's going to catch it. Over and step on first. Unassisted three put out. Two innings quickly for the White Sox. Giolito and the Sox need this. As Daniel Murphy steps in, the lefty's 0 for 2. He pinch hit last night. The drive and a run. And a four-seamer outside misses 1-0 the count. Next pitch low and inside. Circle change 2-0. Texas leading Oakland 5-2 in Texas. Chap the second. Mendick's going to get it over easily to Abreu. The 4-3 put out. The Rockies go down 1-2-3. The best inning so far for Giolito. After four, the Sox need five as they trail 5-0. Yasmani Grandal will lead off the fifth inning for the White Sox. Batting from the right side against the lefty Freeland will foul back an inside four-seamer. 
0-1 the count. The next offering. Misses low and inside on a slider, 1-1. Those of you that remember that Grandal had some struggles for about two, two and a half weeks there in the beginning of April. A six-game hit streak for him now. A couple of home runs in there. He's played well on the road. One and two down to count on an outside pitch that catches a corner. He's going to sky the next one down the first baseline. He will knock it out of play. And he's out on the pop-out foul territory. And Jimenez steps in 0 for 1 with a strikeout in the second inning. And here's a guy that's cooling off right now. And when you think Aloy Jimenez and that immense power and Coors Field, I'm expecting big things. So far, nothing from our powerful left fielder. He fouls off the first two pitches. He's 0-2 quickly. Freeland going right after him as if to say, I'm not afraid of you with a five-run lead. And he strikes him out on three pitches, a four-seamer on the outer portion of the plate in the zone. Fifth strikeout for Freeland and the White Sox bats cannot figure out the lefty right now. They try to jump all over him in the first inning, but he gets three outs on three pitches. Then he gets a lead. And the guy's on cruise control, much like Shohei Otani was earlier in this road trip. Saxo did come back at the end of that game and took the lead. Mendick, skies one out, the deep left field is tailing back towards the wall. It may get out, it is gone! Danny Mendick takes the first pitch, 390 feet. He likes the thin air. Only gets out here at 93.9 miles per hour, so it got up and hung in left field. It gets out by maybe a row, two rows back. Straight out to left. And the White Sox get their second hit of the game and finally have a run and trail by four, five to one. In this stadium, your fortunes can change so quickly as Luis Robert comes to the plate with two outs in the top of the fifth inning. And an outside two-seamer misses, one and oh the count. I think Giolito comes out for the bottom of the fifth unless Robert gets on. If he gets on, I think he's done. Chop the short. Story's going to make a nice play. He almost throws it away, but it's picked. 6-3 to three on the putout. Mendick with the solo home run. Gets the White Sox on the board. We need a few more. Midway through the fifth. Trailing 5-1 to one in Colorado. Nolan Arenado took Giolito deep the last time up. He's 1-2 for two with a solo home run in the third inning. And with 70 pitches so far, Giolito will at least start off the bottom of the fifth as he had a very nice inning last time out. But Arenado owns Giolito. Four for five lifetime against Lucas Giolito with two home runs. Came into the game three for four with a home run against him. What would what it have been? Two for three. Two for three with a home run against him. Now he's one for two with a home run in this game. So he likes to hit against Lucas Giolito. One and one now as he swings and misses at that one. The next one hits the inside corner, a slider, one and two. So a pitcher's count. Gets the sign, the pitch on the way. Just misses outside and high in a four-seamer. He's trying to see if he'll chase. Two and two, the count is even. No outs in the bottom of the fifth. Giolito quickly into the wind in the pitch. Sent down the first baseline, hooking foul. Out in right field. Two and two, the count remains. The pitch on the way. Chaps this one to Abreu, and it goes off his glove and into right field. 
He tries to scoop it near first base. It goes off the glove. It clearly hit the glove. Another error for the White Sox today. That's an E3. Sox have a couple of errors in this game today, so Giolito with the walks and the long balls combined with the White Sox bad gloves. Maybe they're in vacation mode. They didn't have a day off for like three weeks. They got one. Then they played two games and they're off another one. Maybe they just took the whole week off mentally. Runner on first as Charlie Blackman comes in. 0 for 1. No outs in the fifth. A low four seamer misses. 1-0 the count. He's got an on-base percentage near 500 at 473. That's second in the National League right now. He's a beast as an inside four seamer catches the plate. 1-1 one one the count. Next one sent out in the right center field. It's going to get down for a base hit easily. It's going to go off the wall. Arenado's coming around to third. The throw's coming in from Robert. There will not be a play at home. They get the run back. And I would say that's the end of Lucas Giolito's day as Ricky Renteria's up and walking out to the mound. And Jimmy Cordero is going to come into the game with a runner on second. And his team trailing 6-1. to one. Last time we saw him, he got blown up in Anaheim. Now's as good a time as any to see if uh, there's any lingering effects from just getting torched. Cordero has 11 games, 11 and a third innings, and an ERA of 6.35. Remember, though, he had been on fire until he got to Anaheim, and they just torched him over like a third of an inning. 12 strikeouts to 8 walks. Righties are hitting 111 against him. Lefties, like this one, hitting a little over 250. David Dahl stands in, 0 for 1, with Blackman on second and no outs in the bottom of the fifth. He's got a walk and he scored a run, hitting 235, with an on-base percentage of only 292. That means he's aggressive at the plate. A guy like Cordero, who can get this ball up to 100, needs to sit him down. Ground ball, Anderson dives, knocks it down, but can't control it. It's like a little league team out there defensively today. They're going to rule it a base hit, but I'm going to tell you something right now. I'd give him an error. It seemed to me like the dive was unnecessary. And if you're going to dive, you should come up with it. He's kind of rolled over the ball. White Sox are way off today. Something's not clicking with this team. They can't wait to get on the plane and go home. Trevor Story's up 0 for 1 with a walk and a run scored. Hitting 343 with four home runs. Had one last night. Runners at first and third. No outs in the bottom of the fifth. One run already across this inning. As the Rockies lead 6-1. Just when you see Mendick do well, Giolito have a good inning, and you're thinking we might pull into this. Now we've got trouble. Right here in River City. 3-0 count. And remember, the last time that Giolito struggled, Cordero came in and threw gasoline on the fire. He's 3-0 now to Story, and a strike gets over on a four-seamer, 3-1. The last time that Giolito pitched, and then Jimmy Cordero came in after him, was six days ago. First game against Anaheim. Sox were winning, ended up losing 12-4. They're already losing here. Fouled off down the first baseline, 3-2. The next offering. Sent out down the first baseline. It's going to be a base hit. One run is going to score. Engel's going to turn and get that one in quickly to hold the runners to one base each. A single 
first and second. Seven to one now on Story's RBI single down the first base line. Errors and walks, walks and errors. And pitchers getting way behind in the count. An ugly game as this one's now sent down the third base line, hooking towards the pole. Jimenez will look up. It will hit just below the yellow line off the wall. One run is going to score. Two runs are going to score. It's 9-1 to one as Garrett Hampson hits a double off the 347 next to the foul pole in left field. Somebody get me a drink. This game was over before it started. Cordero's first offering to Nunez, the catcher, is popped up. Moncada underneath it. One gone. Freeland's up now. And it's a ball high. 1-0 the count to the pitcher. It was 0-2 with two strikeouts. Hampson's on second. And now Kyle Freeland gets a base hit off of Jimmy Cordero. Not only a base hit, but it looks like it's going to be an RBI. Hampson slides in right before the throw gets there. There's no tag put on. It's 10-1. And I'm going to tell you something right now. A red-hot bullpen went on the road, and some of these guys have shown some some issues. Jimmy Cordero at the top of that list. As he's gone now, and Jace Fry is going to come in. Fry, 11 games, 6 and a third innings, 5.68 earned run average. Righty's hitting 182, lefty's hitting 100 against him. Over the 11 games, only six in the third innings. They try to bring him in for like the last out, maybe the last two. There's one out here in the bottom of the fifth. He's got a few lefties coming up, Tapia and then Murphy. So the hope is he can get them out of this inning, but at this point, the White Sox would have to put on a power show to get back into this game, trailing by nine here in the fifth. This pitch is fouled off. Tapia's 0-2 quickly. It'll be a day off tomorrow for reflection on this game. And then this weekend, the Baltimore Orioles come to town. Three games at the rate. An off day on Monday. And then three games with the Tampa Bay Rays in town on the south side. Sox then go on a road trip back west again. It's incredible. It's like west, come home, go back out west again. But that's what they're doing. They get San Francisco and San Diego. They will also get the Rockies again on the south side before May is over. Cut fastball gets him. Fry strikes out Tapia. So he gets the first batter he faces with six pitches. Two outs here in the fifth. Daniel Murphy steps in. The pitch from Fry almost hits him on a curveball, diving out of the zone. He has something to say to Fry. I don't think Fry's trying to hit you there. If anybody's going to hit anybody, we're going to wait till later. Find one of these guys to hit the home runs. You haven't done anything, Murphy. You're 0 for 3. Get back in the box. The 1-0 pitch on the way. Cut fastball for a strike, 1-1. One one. Fry checks the runner at first, the pitch. Misses low on a curve, 2-1 the count. The next offering, misses low on a cut fastball, 3-1. This weekend, Dave joins me. Chris and Dave... Two guys that bring you sacks in the basement, doing it for almost two full years. Such a weird time to live in, so we're doing these simulated games. And that's a swinging strike, and Fry sits down. Tapia and Murphy 
gets the Sox out of this horrible inning. They came into the inning trailing by four. They leave trailing by nine as we go to the top of the sixth. So Fry is going to sit down, of course, as the pitcher spot is coming up. Larry Garcia is going to come up. And he's going to hit. The bat from the right side against Freeland, hitting 275. The pitch on the way is high and inside, 1-0 the count. Two home runs, 12 RBI, and a 7.75 OPS for the Swiss Army Knife of this White Sox team. The 1-0 pitch on the way. Inside taken, 2-0. Fouls this one down the first baseline into the crowd, 2-1 the count for Garcia, just looking to get on and do something. Got to baby step this now as he rips this one down the third baseline foul about 10 feet before the pole. Two and two now. The pitch. Low misses on a four-seamer. Three and two the count. One guy warming up in the bullpen. It's Carson Fulmer. So expect him to come in for the next inning. Where he will sit and if there'll be a double switch or anything is yet to be determined as Garcia stands in and chops this one over to second. A great play. Oh, every time the White Sox seem like they're going to get one through, somebody makes a dynamic play in the infield. It's been like that for both games here in Colorado. I thought that was on its way through. Instead, it's a 4-3 putout. Garcia sits down, and T.A. is up, hitting 339 with one out in the top of the sixth inning. The Rays did us a favor, beat the Indians 5-4. As Anderson rips one down the first baseline, it's grabbed out of the air by Daniel Murphy, who jumps straight up as though there was flubber attached to the bottom of his feet. So, again, nothing going right for the White Sox here as this road trip comes to a close. Angle comes in, swings and misses at a four-seamer out of the zone. Hitting 500 over his last four games. 0 for 2 today, having a rough day against Kyle Freeland who's a pretty good pitcher. You know, he ran into a good pitcher today in his home ballpark and an offense that jumped all over Lucas Giolito and his mistakes and it wasn't like the defense did very good behind him. Walks and home runs with a few errors. Everything was mixed in and just the perfect combination to give the Rockies a 10-1 lead here with two outs in the top of the sixth. Angle takes one inside, 3-1 the count with Abreu on deck. The next offering gets the outside corner on a changeup, 3-2 the count. The 3-2 pitch. Low misses on a changeup. So Ingo goes down the first base and Abreu comes up to the plate. 0 for 2 with two ground outs. Averages dip below 280 to 277. He's got eight home runs. The pitch on the way. High four-seam fastball misses, 1-0. Freeland checks angle. Angle's going to second. Abreu rips one down the third baseline. It will hook just foul. One and one the count. Angle goes back to first base. The two-out pitch. This one sent down the first base and scooped out of the air by Daniel Murphy. The unassisted three put out. Sox can't buy a hit. Two in this game, equaling their two errors and one run. Carson Fulmer into the game. Nick Madrigal also taking over at second base. I think this is a get him some experience moment in a game that seems to be out of reach. So Fulmer takes over here in the bottom of the six with the White Sox trailing 10-1, and Arenado puts one out on the right field angle underneath it. 
And we'll catch that one before the track. One pitch, one out for Carson Fulmer. Charlie Blackman comes in, one for two. Fulmer's an interesting case right now in the bullpen because he's out of options. It's the reason why he gets on the roster coming out of spring training. But the clock is tick, tick, ticking away. And just like guys in the rotation are wondering who might get bumped if Michael Kopech comes up and when he comes up, that means somebody in the bullpen's getting bumped off the roster. This one is sent out into deep right field, trailing back his angle. He gets underneath it. Two outs, two flyouts into right field. And David Dow comes up. Now, here's the interesting thing. If you look at Fulmer's skill set and you look at how he's rated in the simulation, let's not suspend reality too much, he's the obvious candidate to get sent down. But if you look at him statistically, he's actually been pretty sharp. Take out the first game he came in, and he's been very sharp. Now, he's only being used in mop-up duty if they're winning or losing. But he makes his case there with a 1-2-3 inning. Ground out to Anderson. Mankata comes up. Top of the seventh inning with the Sox trailing by nine, 10-1. Freeland. He's only pitched 68 pitches through six innings and is cruising. And a four-seamer swung on and missed. 0-1 the count. The next offering on the way. Foul down the line. 0-2. Four-seamer below the knees. 1-2 the count. Mancada sends one down the third baseline, hooking foul into the stands. Count remains 1-2. No outs top of the seventh. 10-1 Colorado. The pitch here in Coors Field almost hits Moncada, tailing inside on a four-seamer. He gets out of the way. Two and two the count. Remember, you can be a part of this weekend's games. Sox, Orioles. And we are interested in what you think of the team so far, the simulation so far. Four-seamer catches the outside corner. Moncada goes down looking on a close one. Six strikeout for Freeland. And all you have to do is give us a call. We want to know what you think. Who gets sent down when Kopech comes up? Who gets bumped out of the rotation? Who should be playing at second base? Mandrigal hasn't been very good. Mendick's been playing well. He's not a superstar. Do we make the switch out? What do you like? What do you not like? What can we do more or less of? Help us help you have the best experience possible. And all you have to do is give us a call. 708-459-8406, 708-459-8406. It's a Skype recorder. It's the same as any other phone call. It's just going to say, leave a message for the subscriber or whatever like that. That's us. Give us a call. Tell us what you think. You may end up on one of the broadcasts Friday, Saturday, or Sunday from the rate on Socks in the Basement and SocksInTheBasement.com. Yasmati Grandal's up. The count is already even to him. Two and two. With one out in the top of the seventh. And sends this one to Murphy over at first. He has fielded a lot of ground balls. As the White Sox keep putting it down the first base line. And it's the right-handed hitters that are doing it, which means they're behind. Freeland's bringing the heat. And White Sox batters are not catching up to it very well. As Aloya Menez stands in 0 for 2. And the two-out pitch on the way. And a four-seamer above the knees for a strike down the middle. We love it when people call up. We love hearing what you have to say. Uh, anything you want to talk about, we would love to hear from you. And like I said, if you give us a call, we'll work you in this weekend. 
You can do this anytime over the next couple of days. And Dave will be joining me as well. As we have a Sox in the Basement weekend at the ballpark. Virtually. At Guaranteed Ray Field. This one's grounded to short over to first. Sox go down 1-2-3 as well. At least we're all moving through this game quickly. Midway through the 7th, 10-1 Rockies. Carson Fulmer remains out there for the bottom of the 7th inning. Trevor Story comes up 1-for-2. He's got a single, an RBI, and two runs scored. Hit a home run last night. It's been a thorn in our side. And he swings and misses at a four-seam fastball just over his bat. 0-1 the count. Fulmer needed only five pitches last inning to get three outs. He throws two quickly for strikes and another swinging strike. Four-seamer outside. And Story's 0-2. I would imagine Ricky Renteria is going to consider putting him in in a more high-value situation the way that Carson Fulmer's been pitching. You know, what he did last year, what he looks like coming into this season, what he did the one time he was in a high-value, high-leverage situation, all works against him. But that strike out there, that was a wicked curveball on the outside corner. And Story actually tipped his cap to Fulmer. So he's got something going right now. Where you have guys like Cordero struggling mightily out of the pen. And your closer already has two blown saves as we get to the end of April. Overall, the bullpen has been good. But I don't want to discount Carson Fulmer just yet. I would think the White Sox are going to try to figure out what they have in him before they make the decision on Michael Kopech. I also don't think that Kopech's up until after they get back from that road trip about mid-May when they go back out west and they face the Giants and the Padres. Likely he's back on the mound for the White Sox that next homestand. One and two quickly to Garrett Hampson who's two for three, had a big double and knocked in two the last time up. Came into the game hitting 187. One out, one-two pitch on the way from Fulmer. Down the first baseline, fair ball. Abreu can't get it. Now it's going to roll into the corner. Angle's going to throw it in. Runner's going to third for a possible triple, and he is in safe. Hampson has a single, a double, and a triple. Ball got down the corner. Angle got it in. Mandrigal made a good throw on the relay. But Hampson was too quick. Again, though, it was chopped in front of Abreu. And I don't know how he missed it. I thought he was going to snag that thing before it went out there and step on first. Too hard. Or he missed it or he just didn't get a good bounce. Well, it looked like it was going to be a three unassisted turn into a triple. There's one out in the bottom of the seventh of the runner on third, and Nunez is up. One for three with that three-run home run that started the scoring for the Rockies in the second inning. And he swings and misses, and the count is even at one. And now he charges one out in the right center field that's going to get down off the wall. Runners in in Hampson. So forget what I said about uh, Carson Fulmer. There's a reason he's in mop-up duty. Now I remember... We'll just stop that crazy talk. <laughs> Kyle Freeland's up. Where's the option on here where I can have them hit him? There should be an option where I can bean him. 11-1. Oh, he comes inside and does hit him. Oh, Carson Fulmer hits the starting pitcher for the Rockies and puts him on 
So a frustration pitch by Fulmer as the Sox trail this game. They're going to be a fight here. 11 to 1. Tampi is two for four and comes in now with two on and one out. First and second, Bob in the seventh. Sox trail by 10. Carson Fulmer just plunked on the first pitch, the starting pitcher for the Colorado Rockies right off his back. You know, I'm okay with that. You know, I don't care. It's, it's fine. I'm fine with it. Yeah, it's stupid, but he, he hit him in the back. He hit him in the lower back, you know? Hit him in the lower back. Looks like he kind of threw like a changeup at him, too. Just kind of like, we're aggravated with you, but I don't want to hurt you. Tappy is 0-2 now in the count quickly as a swing and a miss. The next offering swung and missed at that. So Fulmer hits their pitcher and strikes the next guy out on three pitches. It's the little victories when you're losing by 10. Daniel Murphy will come to the plate with runners on first and second. The pitch from Fulmer gets the strike zone on the outside corner, 0-1 the count. Murphy's 0-4 with a strikeout in the fifth inning. I remember there was a time when the White Sox couldn't hit a guy, even when it was obvious they were trying to hit a guy. So that's a skill. Fulmer's got a skill. Mop-up duty and hitting people. Good for him. It took a while. We found a hidden talent. The 0-2 pitch to Murphy. Broken bat popped up to Moncada and put it away. So some fireworks here in the seventh as an insurance run is put on and the Rockies extend their lead from 10, I'm sorry, from 9 to 10. Then Fulmer plunks their pitcher and gets the next two out. And we are in the top of the eighth inning and Nick Mandrigal comes up hitting 111. He's got one RBI. He's had two hits since he came up about a week and a half ago. And it'd be nice to see this young man start to get it together. Danny Mendick has played a very solid second base. And with Luis Roberts struggling, it's hard to put them both in the lineup at the same time. High four seamer in the zone, 0-1 the count. Definitely super hard to get him in there when you have no DH. Because your lineup's already weaker without Encarnacion. Inside fastball misses one and one. Announced attendance for this game. It's a day game on a Wednesday, 16,010. As Estevez and McGee warm up for the Rockies. I don't know why. Their starting pitcher has 83 pitches here in the top of the eighth inning. Popped up into right field. Angle's going to head over to the foul line and just miss that one in foul territory. A long strike, one and two the count. The next pitch misses outside, two and two. Mandrigal hanging in there. Freeland with the pitch. Misses low, three and two to count on Mads. Robert, the other rookie on this team, along with Mendick, who's also a rookie, coming up behind him. Mandrigal fouls this one off down the first baseline, three and two. The pitch on the way. And he misses low, Mandrigal will take his base. So Nick Mandrigal comes in as a defensive replacement, draws a walk here in the top of the eighth inning to lead off the inning. And Luis Robert comes up. What you're looking at here with these two guys are the future. This is the beginning of their careers. They're both struggling out of the gate. But Mancata struggled, Jimenez struggled. At some point, I expect it to click. As Robert puts one deep down the third baseline. That one is way back. And it is gone. Luis Robert puts it out 389 feet down the left field line. 
And it's a two-run home run driving in Nick Mandrigal. And as annoying as this game has been, to see those two guys slap high fives at the plate and give you a glimpse of what's to come as they get more consistent, that's a good thing. His second home run of the season. He had his first one a month ago on opening weekend. And he has struggled. But that was a well-hit ball, and that's it for Freeland. So Kyle Freeland pitched a heck of a game for the Rockies today. He will leave with his team winning 11-3 with no outs in the eighth inning. And he gets a standing ovation from the crowd, and he deserves it. Kept the White Sox off balance. And Carlos Estevez did that last night as well. And he's going to come back in. Ten innings pitched, 3.60 earned run average, ten strikeouts, two walks. Although opposing hitters hitting 275 against him. And Edwin Encarnacion will come in to the pitcher's spot in the lineup. Hitting 269, he will pinch hit. Takes that pitch outside. Encarnacion has been a pinch hitter for this entire series as he takes a second one outside. 2-0 now the count. The next offering from Estevez, chopped down the third baseline foul, 2-1. The pitch, chopped back, foul, 2-2. No outs, top of the eighth. Robert just hit a two-run home run, but the White Sox trail 11-3. Pitch misses outside, a changeup. The count is full with Tim Anderson on deck. The pitch... Sent down the third baseline foul. Encarnacion then fouls off what would have been ball four down the first baseline into the dugout. Count remains full at three and two. That was the ninth pitch by Estevez, and the count remains three and two. Next offering. Fouled back again. So a nice at bat by Encarnacion coming off the bench. Let's see if he can convert. Here with no outs in the top of the eighth inning. The pitch. Lifted out into deep right center field, but they got a guy there because of the shift. Blackman puts it away. One gone. Tim Anderson will come up with one out in the top of the eighth inning. Estevez delivers. Deep fly ball into right field. Trailing back is Blackman. He won't get to it. It goes off the wall. In the second base is Anderson with a double. So the White Sox with some life here in the eighth inning. Although it may be too little, too late in this game. Now Mazzaro will come out and pinch hit for Angle and take over in right field. He had a home run last night. And he's got Anderson on second with one out here in the top of the eighth inning. And he fouls off a four-seamer down the third baseline into the stands. The lefty Mazzaro against the righty Estevez. The pitch on the way. Sent out deep in the right field, way back. He has two home runs in two games. Nomar Mazzara puts it out 416 feet at 105 miles an hour. So the pinch hit home run for Mazzara. And the White Sox have put up four runs here in the eighth inning. They came into the inning trailing 11-1. They now trail 11-5. Again, it feels like too little too late, but they're not going down without a fight as Mazzara cracked that one out. And everybody knew it was gone off the sound of the bat. 11-5 now with one out in the top of the eighth inning and Abreu comes up 0 for 3 and Estevez delivers. He gets an inside four-seamer across for a strike. 0-1 the count. You know, it's nice that they're actually doing something here at the end. I mean, it's a disgusting game all around. But the team not going down. You get Robert with the two-run home run after Mandrigal walks. 
Anderson hits a double with one out. Mazzara comes in for a pinch hit home run, his second in two nights, which is a good sign for him. Abreu, though, now 0 for 2 as this one goes into the dirt. 1 and 2 now the count. On an 87-mile-an-hour change, it was way outside. Next one from Estevez. He gets him swing on a slider. Two outs here in the top of the eighth inning. Juan Mancada's 0 for 3. Struck out last time up in the seventh inning. He's hitting 333. He will bat from the left side against a right-handed pitcher after batting on the right side earlier in the game against Freeland. Takes a low changeup, 1-0 the count. The next offering gets the outside corner on a four-seamer, 1-1 the count. Now he gives a charge to this one down the right field line, but they're going to get a guy over there. Caught near the foul line. Blackman puts it away. Fly out to right field. The inning is over, but the White Sox put a couple of two-run home runs out. Trail by six going into the bottom of the eighth. Kelvin Herrera is 14 and a thirds innings pitched and a 2.51 earned run average. He's been extremely effective after an early stumble in his first outing this season out of the bullpen. Nolan Arenado is one for four with a big home run when the Rockies started putting up runs early in this game. An outside four-seamer misses 1-0 the count. Crazy thing about this game is there was a point where the White Sox are trailing 5 to nothing. Got a run on a Danny Mendick home run. We're trailing 5 to 1 and then gave up 5 runs in the immediate half inning after that that turned this into a blowout. Now that the Sox have 5 runs of their own. You look at this 11 to 5 score and you think about how much it matters that the relief pitchers still come in and pitch even though the game feels like it's already gotten away from you because this offense got some runs in this game. The 2-0 pitch now to Arenado gets across on a two-seamer, 2-1 two the count from Herrera. Day off tomorrow, three at home against the Orioles. Day off, and then three more at home against the Rays. And then it's back on a West Coast road trip. They come back west playing the Giants and the Padres interleague style on the road. So a lot of National League baseball early in the season for the White Sox. The count is full to Arenado. The pitch from Herrera. Sent out in the right field coming in is Mazzara. He will make the catch. Nice play by him on the run. One out in the bottom of the eighth inning. As a whole, the time off, the day off on Monday seems to have hurt the White Sox as a team who seem to be in a flow. But a guy it seems to have benefited Nomar Mazzara. Here's a guy who just has done nothing. He's got two home runs in the last two games. Several errors in the field. He just made a really nice play there. That pitch misses 1-0 to Blackman. Next one's fouled on the third base line. Count even to one. Inside four, Seamer catches the corner. 1-2 the count now. Coors Field, Wednesday day baseball. April drawing to a close. The White Sox have had a good start overall. Although, unless something changes here, they will go two and four on this six-game road trip. And between all road trips and homestands, this will be their worst of the season. Four seamers fouled off. Count remains one and two. Blackman's one for three. Herrera, the righty, looks in at the lefty. Blackman, 
The pitch on the way. Chop back foul. Change up. Low below the knees. Came in at about 87 miles per hour. Blackman fought it off, protecting the plate. You know, it probably would have been a ball. Next pitch is outside, taken on a two-seamer, two and two the count. Herrera has been a closer at times in his careers. He has been a setup man at times in his career. He had a rough year last year. Now he's officially a middle reliever as this ball gets away and goes back to the backstop. An inside pitch that brushes Blackman back. Count is even at three and two. He's trying to turn things around, get himself back into those high leverage situations. We've seen Renteria use him a few times with good results. He's getting more and more trust from his managers. This one's grounded over to first. Abreu's going to grab it. He had to go towards second base, so he flips it to Herrera on the 3-1 putout. Two outs in the bottom of the eighth inning, and Dow comes up, one for three. He singled in a run, and he scored twice. Everybody's got good offensive stats for the Rockies today. They have 11 runs. High four seamer taken for a ball, 1-0 the count. The next offering also misses high and inside, 2-0. Two outs in the bottom of the eighth inning. For the White Sox in the ninth inning, Rondal will lead it off, followed by Jimenez. That pitch gets down the middle, 2-1 and one the count. The next offering, inside two-seamer, 3-1 and one the count. The 3-1 pitch on the way. Charge down the first baseline. Foul on a big, deep drive. But it hooked way too soon. Count is full. Pitch is coming. Sent back deep into left center field. Tailing towards the wall. It'll go off the wall. It's going to be a double. Jimenez gets it in. He's going to round second. But a good throw in this time by Aloy. Holds the runner at second base. So a two-out double by David Dow. The Rockies aren't done yet. Trevor Story's up now. One for three of the single. An RBI two runs scored. Three for six in the series with a home run and three RBI. He went down swinging the last time up to Carson Fulmer. He's got a runner on second with two outs here in the bottom of the eighth inning. And a big lead for his team as an inside four-seamer catches the zone, 0-1 the count. The next pitch on the way. Swung on and missed the slider. 0-2 as it tailed away, low and outside. Herrera quickly has an 0-2 count to Story. He delivers. High and inside pitch misses, eye level. Count goes to 1-2. and two. The next pitch on the way. Inside corner, he catches it with a two-seam fastball. Story stands there, befuddled. He was sure that was a ball. Herrera walks off and heads to the dugout after eight. The Sox need six here on the top of the ninth. Wade Davis is going to come in. He's two and three. He's 0 for two in save opportunities. This is not one of those. He's got a 17.55 earned run average. Over 13 innings. Yasmani Grandal will hit from the left side against the righty Davis. He's 0 for 3. Still on the bench, available to hit for the White Sox. James McCann is down there. He can go. Other than that, I believe that's it. They've used everybody else up. So McCann is likely just there in case the pitcher comes up. If the Sox can get a few runs. 
The 1-0 pitch to Grandal. High for Seamer, 2-0. Grandal, Jimenez, Mandrigal, Robert, and then McCann. We need even more than that if we're going to get back in this game. Because even if they all hit home runs, we'd be down by one. You need to bat around to get back in this game. That's for sure. We need to see Yasmani twice. Maybe he walks in the first at bat of the inning. 3-0 the count. Davis delivers. Ripped out in the left field. Misjudged at first. Now going back is Dahl. He will catch it near the track. He came in a step, then turned around and sprinted. You kind of hoped that was going to get over his head. It did not. Naloya Menez comes up with one out here in the top of the ninth inning. 0 for 3 with a ground out in the seventh. The last time he was up. The pitch from Davis. Low and inside misses on a four-seamer. 1-0 the count. Some home cooking for the White Sox coming up this weekend. And they need it after this road trip. As an inside fastball gets the zone. 1-1 one one the count. Now I don't want to underestimate the Orioles because the Rockies are sub-500 as well. But I'm excited about who we're facing this weekend and the chance for this team to get back going again. As they seem to have stalled during this road trip. All the momentum. High four seamer misses 2-1. and one. The White Sox have never lost at any point in the season more than two games in a row. They will be on a two-game losing streak when they get there on Friday to the rate unless something turns around. Ground ball up the middle, base hit for Jimenez. He's on first with one out here in the top of the ninth inning. And the tying run, he's still sitting in the dugout and he doesn't even know who he is. Trailing by six, Nick Madrigal comes up. Got out with a walk and scored on the Robert home run. Takes a cut fastball outside. 0-1 the count. Did not start the game when things got out of hand. A couple of defensive substitutions. Give him a little bit of playing time. As the rookie tries to get acclimated to the majors. He fouls one back. He's 0-2 quickly. Jimenez down at first. Robert on deck. In the dirt. It's going to roll, but not far enough. Jimenez isn't going to do anything stupid and get thrown out. He's one of many runs that are needed. Count is one and two in the pitch from Davis. Sent out in the shallow left field. It almost gets over Story's head, but he makes a great over-the-shoulder catch. So Madrigal almost drops one in for a base hit, but now there's two outs here in the top of the ninth. And Luis Robert comes up. He's one for three with a two-run home run last inning. And with Jimenez on first, he takes the first pitch from Davis. And a hard cut on a cut fastball outside misses 0-1. The next pitch on the way. High four-seamer, 1-1. As that one's taken. The pitch to Robert. Low and inside, 2-1. Standing a little taller after he put that one out. Sometimes a guy like Luis Robert just needs one good thing to happen to remind him of the skill that he has. As a low four-seamer misses, a close pitch he does not go after. Three and one the count. The next offering. Strike down the middle on a cut fastball. Count is full with two outs here in the top of the ninth inning. And the Rockies trying to put away a two-game sweep of the White Sox. It'll be the first time the White Sox have been swept all year. Chops this one to second. Easy play over to first. The game is over. The Sox get swept in a two-game series. 
Although I don't think two-game sweeps should matter. It doesn't feel like it's legitimate. It has to be three for me to really get upset about it. But the Sox have dropped two, and four of their last six, as they go two and four on the road, will have the day off as they journey back to Chicago to start a three-game series Friday, Saturday, Sunday against the Baltimore Orioles. Dallas Keuchel will take the mound on Friday as we try to get back on track. All is not lost. We're 18 and 13 as we get to the end here of April. And we showed some life. Luis Robert hit a home run. and A couple of these relief pitchers have shown some, some good signs while others, ah, they make you sick. Kyle Freeland beat us up today. Seven innings pitched, six strikeouts. He only walked two and gave up three earned runs and only gave up three hits. Dom Nunez, though, is the player of the game with the two-for-four line. He had a home run and a double. He hit the ball hard yesterday, too. For a guy that came into this series hitting below 180, he killed the White Sox. Lucas Giolito takes the loss. He is struggling. Four innings pitched in this game with four strikeouts, but he gave up six hits, three walks, and seven earned runs over that time. Luis Robert was one for four with the two-run home run. Nomar Mazzaro was one for one with a two-run home run. And Danny Mendick was one for two with a solo shot. Tim Anderson two for four with a double and a run scored. And that was pretty much it for this team. The White Sox have to lick their wounds and go back home and realize that as a team that's in the middle of a rebuild, sometimes things don't go your way. But you're still five games over 500. you You're still in second place in the AL Central. And there's still lots and lots of baseball up ahead. Remember, if you want to be a part of the broadcast this weekend, call anytime, 24-7, between now and the end of the weekend. And we'll try to get you on to talk about White Sox baseball, real life, and the simulated season. We'd love to hear what you have to think. 708-459-8406. 708-459-8406. Our thanks to our fine sponsor, Cork and Carry at the Park at 33rd and Princeton. They will be open hopefully sooner rather than later. I don't know how we're all going to do this, but I miss them. I miss them dearly. And until then, support a strong Southside tradition that would love your support. Go through Grubhub or direct to corkandcarryatthepark.com and order off of that delicious menu. Remember the post-game wrap-up if you really want to see it. Is at Socks on 35th, SocksOn35th.com. They've been recapping all the games. Check out the recap. Take tomorrow off. And we'll be back to start getting some more wins this weekend. White Sox simulated baseball and a simulated season brought to you by Sox in the Basement. Found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SoxInTheBasement.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Sox in the Basement. Sox in the Basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always on socksinthebasement.com.